Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Mel. <laughs> hey, Taylor. When does a dog go moo? When? When he's learning a new language. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Bork, bork, hello. Bork, bork, hello. That took me a full yeah, second. Yeah, that took you a hot minute. Did you see my like little yep. cogs turning yeah, in my brain? I, I was like, like whoa. Watch. I was like, this is a really bad one. I'm going to just like <laughs> throw it at her. Classic. I appreciate it though. Welcome back. Thanks everyone. Or welcome for being here. to the Floof and Puffer podcast. My name is Taylor. And with me today I have Mel. Mm, Mel. I wanted yeah, to sorry, I didn't too. shout your name. Mel. Thank you. <laughs> Mel. <laughs> Me, when I'm lying in bed and I want to get your attention, but yeah. you're not home. It's like, hello? No idea. She's it's not too home. real. <laughs> oh, okay. Better get started then. Are you so ready for this story? Yeah, we're up to another spoopy one, right? We are, in fact, up to the finale spoopy Shut story. Shut up. Does that mean I don't get to read one next lesson? Next lesson? Oh, sorry. I teach lessons. Sorry. <laughs> Hello, class. And I, welcome I, back. I always speak in terms of like my periods of time with people are always lessons. just in regards to lessons. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, next lesson we'll do this. No, next lesson you will not have this specific spoopy experience. Shut up. But as far as I'm aware, next episode is Halloween Eve. This is Halloween. This, this is Halloween. Halloween. Uh, so maybe I have to have find the ultimate sk- spoop. Yeah, extra yeah, okay. spoop. I'll see what I can do. Uh, but until then, we have, and this is what I was so excited about last episode, is that we have my story, um, which is not which is not <laughs> Mel's story. Uh, yeah, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> but the author of this Simply for Dogs Seven Ghost Stories post, um, it just says admin, so I don't even know. I don't. I don't know who wrote it. But we're going to listen to their story. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. Break it down. Here we go now. <laughs> When I lost Gloria, my main source of comfort was a belief in the Rainbow Bridge. I've always thought Does that everyone know what the Rainbow Bridge is? Oh, feel free to explain it. It's a so it's the it's the theory that when all dogs are or pets at yes. full stop pass, they um they go across the Rainbow Bridge into heaven and they they're waiting for you at the other end of the bridge. It's really sweet. It's very sweet. It's very cool. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, I've always thought that even if it's not mentioned in the Bible, a kind and caring God would have heard of this concept, decided it was a good idea, and built it after the fact. This is a weird thing to talk about, but okay. Anyway, (laughs) I wanted to believe that Gloria was somewhere that was a place of happiness, a place where old or ill dogs would be restored to youth and health, and where she would play happily until the time came for me to join her. I ached after losing her. It was very real pain, not just emotional. I felt it in every tired, sore bone in my body and in every tear that burned its way down my cheek. I didn't know how to go on. Flowery. (laughs) A little bit flowery. Didn't know how to go on. Oh, as in it's quite dramatic. Yes. (laughs) I thought you meant like literally flowers. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Okay. Cool. I like flowers. (laughs) 
Anyway, one night, as I dreamed of the Rainbow Bridge, uh, it felt like such a realistic dream. I could feel the soft grass under my feet as I approached the bridge and I could smell the flowers. Oh, hey, flowers. Hey. And feel the warmth of the sun on my body. Point of contention. Yeah. Is Have you ever stood on like soft grass? It's always prickly Not to me. really, hey. It has to be quite long. It's got to be really luscious for it to yeah. be like soft. Like and even long... then it's usually like itchy. Yeah. That's that's a fair point. Thank you. If That's anyone all- out there has felt soft grass, please let us know. It's Send very us important. some because I would like to feel it also. Thank right? you. Right? Yeah. This has been my TED talk. <laughs> uh, oh, did you hear that tiny burp that I just did? Oh, I thought that was my cord hitting the microphone. No, was, was that you? It was like, Whoa. yeah, I heard it. Hit me. Okay. We recorded it. So I think everyone heard <laughs> it. There you go, guys. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Smell the flowers, feel the warmth of the sun on my body. And I could see Gloria on the other side. Her ears perked up as she recognized me and broke from the pack of other dogs she'd been playing with. Some of whom were other dogs I'd lost. Ow. Uh, That was me. Ow. Ow. (laughs) As I was about to cross the bridge and take her in my arms, I woke. Sometimes I wonder if something had gone wrong with me in the night and what I dreamed was actually a near-death experience. What the heck? Because that's how she got to the Rainbow Bridge, I assume. Creepy. Of course, maybe it was just an exceptionally vivid dream. Either way, I woke crying because I had wanted so very, very much to hold Gloria again. Gloria's a great name for a dog. Gloria just reminds me of the penguins from um. No, I'm thinking of a really fluffy Gloria. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I dragged myself out of bed and stumbled over to the window to open the curtains. And there, <laughs> in the sky, was a double rainbow. Coincidence? So she dreamed the rainbow and it appeared. Uh, yes. Coincidence? Almost certainly. Comforting? Definitely. Wow. Woo-wee. This is. The, I feel like they got less spooky as we went on. Well, yeah. So she also... Or he, I don't know. I think it's a lady, but I'm actually I not also sure. got lady vibes, but I don't know if that's sexist. So, it's, uh, it's by admin, so that's a... That's a <laughs> Neutral. It's a unisex name, so it could be anyone. Um, the conclusion is. Oh, what's the that? photo is of like a young, like, like uh, a young man. Oh, are you, you know, are you into this young well, man? No, he's a he's a little bit like Latino looking. He's a bit cute. Cool, good. Maybe we should reach out. Hey, admin at Simply for Dogs, give us a <laughs> give us a shout out. I'm down. And he's written, like, I think every article here. So it could just be a stock photo. Uh, Hopefully not. Uh, Hopefully um, but their not. conclusion was, uh, do the ghosts of our dogs come back to comfort us? Many of us want to believe that they do. I suppose that's most supposedly... I su- that's not Hello? Words. I suppose that most supposedly paranormal experiences have a logical explanation. But in the face that's of an overwhelming... It's weird, right? Yeah. Supposedly paranormal should be hyphenated i guess in that sentence anyway it doesn't matter but in the face of an overwhelming loss logic often takes a back seat to what the heart wants to tell us so whether ghost dogs are real or just a manifestation of what our minds want to tell us it doesn't really matter what does matter is that we get the comfort we need to move on without our dogs i hope you have enjoyed these non-scary ghost dog stories happy halloween i like that it clarifies that they're non-scary yeah well yeah that was that's what you said, right? It got less spooky. Yeah. yeah. So I actually did find a spooky story on the No Sleep Reddit about <gasps> dogs. Yes. So I, I'm down for that, but we might have to put for next next for next, uh, one, yeah. next lesson. But um, next lesson. 
we might have to put a little bit of a disclaimer on it because it's got some uh, crime, some true crime Ooh, elements. Interesting. Okay, that's cool. But yeah, we I like do it. That. Cool. Yeah, that's the last of our scary Spoopy stories. Spoopy concluded. Hope you like that little series, you guys. Random. I liked it. Thanks, producer Zane. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Because we did not find that anywhere. It was producer Zane. Sent it on to us and it's well appreciated. Appreciated. Okay, that's enough of that. All right. <laughs> Polish lowland sheepdog. Oh. <laughs> you went to segue and then you didn't, and I'm actually a bit offended what happened. Okay, you had on, the sound on, turned all the way down. I did, I did. Wait, one more time, one more time. Polish lowland sheepdog. <laughs> That was maybe my yeah. best segue and you totally messed it up. <laughs> I want you to guess where you might have seen a Polish lowland sheepdog. Polish? I I was going to look it up, but that would be cheating. Yeah. A Polish lowland sheepdog. Does it just look like a low sheepdog? No. Okay. Oh, uh, maybe. I'd, where? Can it's I have a very clue? medium. It's on a TV show. One that I like in particular. You may not have watched all of it. Uh, Gilmore Girls? It is. No way. I was watching Gilmore Girls last night and in season six, Lorelai gets a dog. Oh. And she names him Paul Anker. Paul Anker? Yeah, like the singer Paul Anker. Oh, yeah. You don't know. Oh my God, I you don't know, know about Paul? Is. Okay, Sorry. firstly, you need to go Google Paul Anker. <laughs> okay, here we go. Because he just contributed lots of things to the world. Oh, Anker, not Anchor. A N K A. Yeah. Anchor. Anchor. He's a he's good dude. Still alive. Still rocking. Yeah. Yeah, cool man. Anyway, she gets a dog named Paul Anker and he is a Polish lowland sheepdog because I looked ah, up the breed last night. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder what that is. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've never heard of that breed before. So there you go. That's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to look it up. Medium-sized, shaggy-coated sheepdog breed native <gasps> to Poland. He's so cute. It's so cute. They're so funny. Look up like the Paul Anker one too. Yeah, they do. They're descended from police supposedly. So. Okay. They get that mop-ish look. Oh, so, they're real cute. The Palinka so is just real precious. The what? Palinka. Paul Anka? <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you're speaking Polish or if you're talking about the one I was telling you about. Paul Anka, yeah. Anka. I thought Palinka was like a type of coat. No. And I was like, oh, look, it's so cute. But it's just photos of the same dog because it's Paul Anka. <laughs> so uh, in in Polish, it's a pol- Polski Ortskarek Nazini. Mm, I'll believe it. Or a P-O-N. P-O-N. Yep. Pon. Pon. So <laughs> the pon is a muscular, <laughs> thick-coated dog. Double coat can be of any color or pattern. I want purple. Thank you. <laughs> uh, white, gray, and brown are most common with black, gray, or brown markings. Um, it's common for colors to fade as the dogs reach adulthood. Mm. Um, the undercoat is soft and dense while the top coat is rough and either straight or wavy, but not curly. Oh, no. So they might have a bit of wave in them, but not curls. Right. The hair around the head makes the head appear to be larger than it actually is and (laughs) typically covers the eyes. Mop like. Mop like, boys. Mop like, pon. Uh, The body is just off... is just off square. It appears rectangular due to the abundance of coat on the chest and rear, <laughs> but the ratio of the height to the body length should be about <laughs> 9 to 10. Cute. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the tall... Uh, learn to read. The tail <laughs> is either very short or docked in the United States. Why do people dock tails? I don't understand. I don't know. We should probably do an episode yeah. on that. Um, European countries have banned docking for the most part, and many yeah, POs have... Um, Tails of varying length. 
Oh my goodness, it's literally for cosmetic purposes. Nah, that's dumb. That's awful. Yeah, I'm not about that. Mm. Uh, Polish Lowland Sheepdogs are stable and self-confident. They have excellent memory and can be well-trained, which is so funny because the one on Gilmore Girls is like... A dummy? Yeah. (laughs) Basically the character, not the actual dog, but the character of Polenka, the dog on Gilmore Girls, he's like afraid of everything. And like he freaks out when she's drinking water. He can only eat in the dark and in (laughs) silence. Like he's scared of popcorn, stuff like that. He's just like, you can't go downstairs. I not remind you of anybody. Um, He's just like a complete dork. But obviously he must be really well trained because he does the show for like the next two seasons wow so, yeah cute um they are many will dominate a weak willed owner mom looking at you <laughs> um pons adapt well to various conditions and are popular as companion dogs for apartment dwellers in their native poland hmm. uh they require a moderate amount of exercise daily what were they bred for I, i'm getting to the history i'm getting to the history oh sorry that's okay uh Basically, they've been known in, f- in their present form since the 13th century. Holy moly. Most likely descended from pulleys, mm-hmm. Tibetan terriers, and herding dogs. Right. So, Cam- oh, damn. <laughs> Kazmierz Grabski, yes. a Polish merchant, traded a shipment of grain for sheep in Scotland in 1515 and brought six uh, PONs to move the sheep. A Scottish shepherd was so impressed with the herding ability of the dogs that he traded a ram and two ewes for a dog and two female <laughs> dogs. Oh, poor female dogs. The dogs were bred with the local Scottish dogs to produce the Scottish herding dogs, most obviously the bearded collie. Not oh. the border collie. The bearded, the bearded collie. collie. <laughs> Almost driven to extinction in World War II, the PON was restored mainly through the work of Dr. Danuta. Oh, man. Heinewitz. <laughs> That's a great name. Heinewitz. Her- Heinewitz. And her dog, Smock, meaning dragon. <gasps> Smock is cute. Yeah. S-M-O-K. Smock. Smock. <laughs> uh, the ancestor of all ponds in the world today who sired for the first who sired the first ten litters of ponds in the nineteen fifties. In fact, Dr. Hrnchts considered Smock to be the epitome of the breed with the perfect anatomical build and a wonderful temperament. Smock set the standard type that was emulated by pond breeders for generations to come and from which the first official standard for the pond was finally written and accepted by the Fédération Synologique Internationale. That's pretty good. Thank you. In 1959. I think that's in French and not yes. Polish, which is why I did better. Yes. <laughs> uh, com- Considered to be the father of the modern-day Polish lowland sheepdog, moderate build lends itself to working effortlessly all day long, running with ease to herd sheep. Hmm. AKC recognized them as a breed in 2001 huh. in the herding group. That's fairly recent. Yeah. Well, I guess they're Polish, so maybe maybe yeah. Poles didn't get out to AKC until a little later. while. Yeah. So they can compete in dog Dog agility trials, obedience, rally obedience, showmanship, fly ball, tracking and herding events. Herding instincts and trainability can be measured at non-competitive herding tests. Um, Ponds that exhibit basic herding instincts can be trained to compete in herding trials. Cool. We've talked about that in previous episodes. Yeah. Um, In general, they're really healthy. They should be checked for hip dysplasia and for eye abnormalities before being used for breeding, but they require a low protein diet. And the life expectancy is about 12 years. Nice. So oh. pretty good. Pretty they're good for, they're, for quite, they're actually quite big. Yeah. Like not big, big, but like medium plus maybe. Yes. Um, so that's pretty good for a medium plus flavored dog. Yeah. 
They're real pleasant to look they're at. They're so cute. They and they have a really soft. nice temperament. Like they're just very just like, hello, I'm Fluff. How, hello. Hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> they're just very cute. So. Hello, pet me now, please. Can recommend. So precious. I've never seen one here that mm, I know of. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the first one that pops up on Google Images is really fluffy. <laughs> they're all super fluffy. They're all really fluffy. Like them a yeah, lot. Definitely go go check them out. And if you search Paul Anker, not Palinka. <laughs> Actually, I wonder what his name was. What do you mean? Well, it wasn't Paul Anker in real life. Paul Albert Anker. No, but um, the, oh, the, dog. the dog is the dog's name. <laughs> right. He wasn't born Paul Anker. And then they were like, oh, you know what? We'll just... Uh, and he was back in the revival too. You know, they did a reboot a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, cute. They put him back in the revival. Uh, Apparently Paul Anker is just the source of all of my confusion. I just can't handle talking about Paul Anker. Uh, what kind of dog is Paul Anker? Who is Paul Anker? The dog. Oh, this is just not helpful. Sorry, I didn't think to Google this before. Is there so is that like I'm a cast list? Oh my god, including the dog. He's fourteen. Ye- he was fourteen years old at the time of the remake. Whoa! So that's pretty good. That's uh, a long lowland sheepdog life. <laughs> oh man. Okay, I can't find what the actual dog's name is, but I'll if I ever find it, I'll let you guys know. Yeah. Ta-da. Or if you guys know it, please let me know because yeah. I would I would love to know. Send us a sweet email. Paul Coco Anchor. Paul Coco Anchor. Well, okay, in the in the episode, um, his name is Coco. Like when she adopts him, yeah, she's like, yeah, his name's Coco, but I'm gonna name him Paul Anchor. So she's like, oh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna acclimate him by changing his name slowly. I'm gonna call him Koki. I'm calling him Toki. I'm gonna call him Tuki. And Luke's like, oh, so you're gonna name him Tuki? She's like, no, I'm gonna call him Paul Anchor. But it's gonna take a while to get to Paul Anchor. <laughs> Where did Tuki come from? And then eventually she's just like, nope, we're going straight to Paul yeah. Lake. <laughs> How confusing for that oh, poor dog. So good. All right. The end. Oh, man. That was real cute. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to have some pizza now. <gasps> that is so brilliant because you know what? You know what would be ideal in this situation? If you could share that pizza with your dog. You know how you can do that how? in real life? Make a dog-friendly pizza oh my god that was my tip did you see my pizza and google dog friendly pizza yes amazing <laughs> Go. oh how good so we're on the the giordano's website which i think is just a giordano was a brand they used to buy when i was like 12 what giordano clothing i wonder if it's spelled the same g-i-o-d-a-n-o yeah maybe? giordano or I, mean, I think i missed an r giordano um is a like a restaurant and a catering place. But anyway, they wrote up a great little blog piece uh, in 2017 called How to Make Puppy-Friendly Pizza. I thought you were going to say How to Make Puppy Pizza. And I was like, whoops, whoop, no, nope. wrong website. <laughs> Do an immediate U-turn. Uh, yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, they start off by saying, your canine bestie is so much more than a pet. He's your partner in crime for all of your greatest adventures. He's the friendly face greeting you at the end of the day. And he may be a little furrier than the other members of the gang, but he's still a family member. <laughs> Depends what your dad looks like, I guess. <laughs> woof. <laughs> Please don't say woof. <laughs> Ew. Many pet owners are looking beyond the standard kibble. After all, why would you want to eat that stuff? Pizza is the perfect place to start if you're ready to invite Fido to the dinner table. I don't actually know anyone with a dog named Fido. No. Nah. Um, I wonder if there are any trends. No. Nope. 
No, nobody. Uh, so they just go on to talk a little bit about the trend toward homemade dog food, which, which we've talked about on the podcast mm. before. If um, you have the time, it's awesome. Yeah. And then why pizza works for your pooch. They say, is there any greater food in the world than pizza? We think not. We're humans, but like, it's I like different. Pizza. So I love pizza. We're sure you get plenty of puppy dog eyes and drooling from your canine family member every time you bring home pizza for dinner. Human pizza is great to satisfy your own hunger. Whoa, I forgot all my words. Human pizza is great to satisfy your own hunger, but it's not so great for your pup. High amounts of salt and fat aren't healthy for your dog, and some ingredients you put on your own pizza could be dangerous for your furry friend. E.g. onion. There you go. E.g. <laughs> onion? I always order pizzas without onion, because I just I don't want onion in my pizzas, and neither I, would your dog. I just get cheese pizza. So I rarely have that problem. I am a pineapple on pizza kind of gal. So I get a lot of Hawaiian. But I I do appreciate a veggie and a cheese. Anyway, to avoid the potential risks that come with feeding your dog a slice of pizza, make a special pet-friendly version instead. Pizza is a versatile food and it's easy to adapt into a healthier version with ingredients your dog can eat safely. This is cute because you you could eat them together. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If it's healthier and stuff, you just Mm, eat it together. So it's not like rawhide bone or something on it well let's check out the let's ingredients out, shall we yeah my very quiet now i sat back in my chair hello i'm back there you are <laughs> uh cool so making a dog friendly pizza crust crust uh making I feel like my oh, dogs never eat the crust your dogs never eat the crust. Yeah, like if I ever try and feed them some pizza, they leave the bread bit. And they <laughs> Do just you eat the often try to feed? No, them but like pizza. you know, if you give them like a tiny scrap, yeah. they'll just like lick the cheese off, and then yeah. they'll be like, "I'm done." <laughs> That's cute. That's also me. I don't eat crusts. I'm the weakest link. I avoid them most of the time, but I was really hungry today, so I actually ate the crusts. Champ, champs. The traditional cut, uh, crust, crust, custard, crusted. Anyway, <laughs> woo, ooh. ooh. The traditional crust you use for your own pizza may taste great, but it often lacks nutrients that your dog can use. The crust becomes empty calories. By making a special crust for your canine, you provide a healthier base for the dog pizza. Mm. Uh, Just like humans, dogs can have sensitivity to gluten. Most dogs are fine with gluten and don't exhibit any signs of reactional issues when consuming it, but... uh, Some dogs do. I was just cutting that short. But some dogs do. Beautiful. Boop. This simple recipe works as the base for any of your pup-friendly pizzas. You will need... This is for relatively small pizzas, just for your doggo. I thought you were going to say rel- relatively small people. <laughs> if you're a small person, make it like this. <laughs> half a cup of rice or coconut flour. Half a cup of tapioca flour. Whoa. One tablespoon of flaxseed meal. One teaspoon of gluten-free baking powder. One teaspoon of dried oregano. 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 I never say oregano. I always say oregano. Oregano. Yeah. One teaspoon of dried basil. One cup unsalted chicken broth, because remember the salt is not great for your doggo. And one egg. Here are your Manink. instructions. Preheat your oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit, which I assume is 180 degrees Celsius. Spray a pizza pan with nonstick cooking spray. Whisk together the dry ingredients. That was hard to say for some reason. Whisk the egg in a separate bowl and mix it into the chicken broth. Add the broth and egg mixture into the dry ingredients. Stir until the ingredients are fully combined, but try to avoid overmixing. Overmixing. Roll the dough out on a floured surface. So many flowers this episode. Ha 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 ha. 
<sighs> I tried to muster up the energy to laugh and just nothing came out. You just out. gave me an inhale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on a floured surface or spread it out on the pan to form a smooth, thin crust. Bake the crust for 20 to 30 minutes. Cover the crust with your selected toppings, which we'll get back to. And then place the pizza back in the oven for another 10 to 15 minutes to melt the cheese. Melt the cheese. Whether you use this recipe or your own, you can use the resulting crust for any dog pizza recipes listed below. Thanks, Giordano's. Uh, essentially, Is that they're just in saying, the article? They yeah. said thanks, Giordano's. Oh, no, I said it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, they said thank you to themselves. <laughs> uh, they're just talking about how much versatility you have when, you, when you're making pizza, which you know as a human, if you've ever made a pizza at home. Uh, but there's lots of options for your doggo too. Lots so, of options for your doggo too. When your doggo too has lots of options. Cute. Thanks. <laughs> Sounds like a like a slogan. Uh, so here are some examples of what you can make for your doggo. You've got a meaty pizza. You've got puppy calzone or calzone. Veggie pizza. Calzone. Calzone. Veggie pizza, chicken pizza, and pup dessert pizza. Um, which is going to be the one I'm about to read out because that engages me. A good dessert pizza is the perfect way to end a meal or start a meal or any meal. I would eat a dessert pizza for a meal. You can offer your pooch that same delicious ending by making a safe, healthy puppy dessert pizza. Use the same pre-baked crust that you use for the main course pizza. And you can use, you can even use sweet potato sauce. Sweet potato sauce. Sweet potato sauce. Is that a sauce that you buy or is that something you I would make? I know, would assume it's something you strain from sweet potatoes. Delicious. Though I don't really know. Other options for the sauce include yogurt and peanut butter. Cute. On top oh. of the pizza, or rather top the pizza, with assorted safe fruits. Our pups enjoy sliced apples, bananas, strawberries, blueberries, pineapple, oranges, peaches, Oranges, citrus? I thought dogs couldn't have citrus. Mm. Maybe not oranges. Peaches, raspberries, mangoes, and pear slices. Serve the pizza without baking it any further. Never use cherries or grapes, as both can be toxic to dogs. In general, only Ah. serve your... What's that? Oranges, tangerines, and clementines are not toxic to dogs. However, they are high in sugars and can potentially cause GI upset if your dog eats too Mm. many of them. So just watch out so for the, the dessert the pizza. Not too acid much. is okay, but they're very sugary. So right. Maybe not there. Oh, yeah. That's what that says. Uh, in general, only serve your pup fruit in moderation. The high sugar content is not healthy in large amounts. Um, and then I'll just quickly read. Whereas um, like lemon and stuff. No go. Yeah. Fair. No go. Um, other for the savory toppings, you can do. Oh, here's what the the sweet potato sauce is. It's spreading cooked mashed sweet potatoes on top of the crust as a sauce. Uh, If your dog can digest dairy, so if your dog is not lactose intolerant, (laughs) sprinkle a small amount of low-fat shredded mozzarella on the crust. Add selected meats. Lean ground beef or ground turkey, pepperoni, and crumbled cooked bacon are suitable options. Add some shredded carrots for a veggie balance with added nutrients. Bake uh. the pizza until the cheese melts and the ingredients are hot. But obviously, wait for it to cool before you give it to your dog because you yes, don't want please. to burn your dog's mouth. Yes, please. Uh, you can also roll the dough into a calzone. Uh, <laughs> bless you. Excuse me. Uh, and then pinch the edges to seal and brush with egg wash and cook that. Uh, some veggie options you can put on are uh, spinach, carrots, cauliflower, broccoli, peas, and green beans. And then... Red yeah. beans. Chicken. Uh, bell peppers or capsicum. 
low-fat cheese, cooked cauliflower or cooked broccoli. Oh. Just delicious options. Yeah. Anyway, you can read the rest of the article if you check out our show notes because we will have the <laughs> I link remember there. to do them. <laughs> I believe in you. Uh, yeah, but that's some puppy pizza. Cute. So cute, right? I'm here for it. I really want to make our future dog puppy pizza. Sounds good. Bacon with Taylor and Mel. Did you say bacon? Oh, bacon. I thought said bacon. Bacon And I was Taylor. like, absolutely not. I will not. also accept that situation. <laughs> we can have bacon, but puppies can't have bacon. No, not in big quantities. Not in, I thought it was not in any quantities. Oh, for puppies? Like small anything. puppies? Well, it said bacon on the uh, recipe. I think it's the high salt bacon content. Bacon to and the fat. limit. That is not ideal. So small options. I just got so distracted by your garlic bread. That does actually look I got good. free garlic bread because the pizza guy messed up my pizza. Silly. I no, thought they have like robots the for that now. I don't know. <laughs> it was terrible. I appreciate your customer service, but now I'm fat. Oh, that's not something I want to spread. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> dogs. We love dogs. Dogs are great. You can make your dog a pizza or read a ghost story. Or we'll read it to you because we're a podcast. Anyway, <laughs> please end me. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram, Floof and Papa Podcast, F L O F P U P E R. You can also write us an email at Floof and Papa Podcast at gmail.com. That's it. Please write us an email. I love getting emails from love you. Love those emails. Hell yeah, y'all. Thanks for having us. That's not Canon Productions. Thanks, then. Not their official ringtone or whatever it is. <laughs> ringtone. I couldn't remember the word jingle. Uh, jingle I couldn't remember yeah. the word for jingle, so I just said ringtone. Haven't heard ringtone in a while. That's not really been a thing people have talked Do you about. You know what? You know how I knew I was an adult? What? I left the preset ringtone as my ringtone. Oh. Didn't change it. Mine's been the same since I was 13, and it is a thousand miles really by Vanessa yep. Carlton. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> it's terrifying, <laughs> but it also <laughs> just makes me think of like White Chicks or whatever that movie is. Yeah. Is it White Chicks? That's, that's what people tell me, but that's not why I have it. I had yeah, it because it was like that my was high jam. school crush song. Anyway, doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. All right. We're getting out of here now. <laughs> We're so done. <laughs> Thanks for listening, you guys. Book, book, goodbye. Book, book. Good bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.